Welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode 40, Big 4-0. Um, this We're week, old now. Yeah, four, 40 episodes old. Um, we have a little bit of our rundown. We have Show Me Show Fantasy Corner, week two. We have our picks, and we're also going to go over some of the games from the Turkey Week of Games. So, yeah. And um, Bill's Patriots is going on right now. Uh, Nick Folk is lining up for a 39-yard field goal. He had a, one of the Good. doinks of the year earlier tonight. He makes this one, so 24-10, so it's probably over. But um, <laughs> So, yeah. We'll go ahead and get into... The rundown. So I'll start. We start off for a very thankful slate of games on our nation's great holiday. The Bills play in Detroit for the second straight week. This was genuinely a really good game and a great way to start off the Thanksgiving Day. While we were all shoving food down our throats, the Lions and Josh Allen were exchanging points and touchdowns. With a couple last-second scores and field goals, Buffalo gets the last laugh and sends the Lions home with yet another home Thanksgiving loss, 28-25. Next, we head to the post-meal game down in Dallas for a divisional matchup between the Cowboys and the Giants. Despite Dable and the Giants' big appetite, Dable does have a big appetite, let me tell you, it could not compete with the appetite of Mike McCarthy. And, Mike and, and Micah Parsons. Zeke got on the board early as he continues his Thanksgiving dominance. Ironic because he's fat. Dallas pulls ahead in the third quarter and never looked back. And takes a very, very big win in the division, 28-20. to 20. Skipping the Minnesota and Patriots game, who Minnesota won. We head over to the Sunday slate where a number of great games took place. Starting off with a rematch of the playoffs from last year between the Bengals and the Tits. Once again, this game was low scoring and close, but Joe Burr came up big again. And Cincinnati sends it up your Tennessee and goes home with a 20-16 to win. Now we head to the great state of Florida where the Texans are taking on the Dolphins. The Texans are so bad that the viewer couldn't even blink before the Dolphins were already up by 27. Tua continues to cook, even though Georgia is the best SEC school without a shadow of a doubt, according to Mike, according to coach Mike McDaniel. The Texans tried hard for a backdoor cover, but their efforts were unsuccessful, and the Dolphins went handedly 30-15. to 15. Next, we head up the coast to Charlotte for a Super Bowl 50 rematch, but also a shitty matchup between the Panthers and the Broncos. Carolina and Sam Darnold were able to stop, drop, and fumble, roll, stop, drop, fumble, and roll their way into the end zone to go up a few scores. Enough has been said about Russell Wilson this year that we don't need to pile on, but when you lose multiple scores to Sam, stop, drop, and roll, Darnold, and the Panthers, needless to say, you're in big trouble, and boy, are they ever. Panthers roll to a 23 to 10. Home win. And that was a veto game. Now we That's true, it was a veto game. Now we head up the coast even more to the Meadowlands in the new Rutherford, New Jersey, where the backup QB matchup of the century was set to take place between the Jets and the Bears. Unfortunately, 
the Bears did not give give us the Nathan Peterman experience. However, we did get a Mike White masterclass going for 300 yards and three touchdowns on a 78% completion rate. Mike White Lightning may be the guy. He may be a guy as he leads the Jets to a blowout victory over Trevor Seaman in the lowly Bears, 31-10. to 10. Next, we head down to the na- nation's capital, where the Commanders take on the Falcons. The weaknesses for these teams really showed in this one, and the game was close simply because bad football was being played. Brian Robinson put on his big hat and carried the commies to a win in this one, though. Washington has their left hand up as they move into a playoff spot with a 19-13 win. Now we head to Ohio, where the Brownies take on the Bucks. Tom Brady was looking to continue his undefeated post-divorce streak and was on pace to, but unfortunately, Todd Bowles failed to drop his nuts and allowed the Browns to fight back into it and send it to OT on a phenomenal catch by David Njoku. After some failed drives, Nick Chubb was able to run his way to the end zone and send the Browns into the Deshaun Watson era, coming off a 23-17 road victory. Or not road, home victory. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, And uh, that was kind of an elf game. The elf in the middle of the field caused caused overtime. (laughs) And then, yeah, I mean, um, Brissett actually played decent in that game. And I don't, that's a game the Bucs needed to and should have won. So um, that's on them. That's on them. And that's on Todd Bowles. He might not be very good. Um, <laughs> and maybe we knew that from his time with the Jets and other teams. But uh, maybe, you know, maybe it didn't work out there for a reason. Um, he might just not be a very good coach. His facial expressions and granted me and Luke aren't in the locker room. But none of the team looks like ultra motivated. He seems to yeah. forget that his quarterback is Thomas Joseph Brady. Um, and they their defense, he like relies on them way too much. And granted, don't get me wrong, it is a great defense. But um, I think you should rely on Tom Brady a little bit more. And um, I don't know. It's I don't I don't think the Bucks are a one and done organization when it comes to head coaching, but Man, it, he he's up there for me in terms of of some of the worst coaches this year, and their record's not even the worst. Um, no, it's just but it's eye test. It's eye test for me, Luke. I've I've been able to see it. That the reason why they've won some of their games has not been because of Todd Bowles. In fact, I think you could even say it's been in spite, in spite. of Tom Bowles uh, a couple of times. So. so um, He's up there, for me at least, for some of the worst coaching jobs this season uh, with Hackett um, and Cliff as well. Um, honestly, the McDaniel, the the Raiders, Daniels uh, head coach, hate. I get it. He's not a great coach. But personally, I think both Cliff Kingsbury and Hackett have done worse jobs than he has this year. That's just my oh, yeah. opinion. Um yeah, so. we can get to that game too if you want, since we we failed to finish the recap. So that's all we got done. It's been it's been a long week for us to say the least. So we got about halfway 
but we'll talk about the rest of the games, of course. And that one was a fun one. That it was. I, I wanted to. I had a bunch of ideas for the recap for that one, but basically, it was a shootout back and forth, and the Raiders had they just they had a little bit more luck at the end. And Derek Carr's Mister OT. He has yep like nine a and 10-2 one. record in overtime. Nine and like one. That. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs on that run. The 86-yard run to close it out. If you look at some of the blocks that the Raiders' offensive line and receivers put out, oh boy, it is it is nice. So yeah, they just parted the Red Sea. <laughs> Pretty much it's the Black yes. Sea, I guess the Black Sea technically, yeah. but um, and he just took off SEC speed, finished it out there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a little sad about the Seahawks demise like them <laughs> kind of falling back down i kind of wanted them to be a playoff team with uh gino now we have two situations here luke we can either have a seahawks playoff team or we can have all four nfc beast teams get in both are good options um right now it actually looks like we might get the four nfc beast teams oh, instead of the seahawks which is crazy absolutely bonkers but that's also Shows how amazing the NFL is because um, just a couple of years ago, I mean, we were we were talking about how the NFC beast shouldn't even get a single team in, but you know somebody has to win the division. But also a couple of years ago, it was year so we bad. It was so bad, but it was so funny where you're just like, does somebody have to win the division? But yes, somebody <laughs> does have to. And the NFC uh, South this year, yeah, the NFC South this year. Um, but yeah, the NFC Beast is is good, so I'm fine if that happens. But I would have liked to seen Geno Smith in there. Um, but yeah, that was just well, a great. Here's game. the thing: I'm looking at the playoffs right now. I'm looking at the playoffs. The Giants are not going to make the playoffs. All right, they're falling. I called it last week. I said they're on their demise. They continued it this week. They still have four divisional games: two against the Commanders. Um, they're not going to be in it. The Seahawks are falling off. I think we may be looking at a team. That has at the right now we're looking at that has no chance that may just sneak in. Maybe a team like the Falcons. Um, they may they may sneak in. What are some other teams that are kind of hanging around? Not the Packers, they're they're garbage. I but think we the may be Buccaneers. The, I think the Buccaneers are gonna win that division. The Falcons are kind of falling apart. I know. I I don't think the Falcons are gonna get a wild card. I don't think they're gonna win enough games. They're five and seven, Luke. I mean, I they're they're two games below 500, and they're not winning their division right now. And I think all, there's no chance that division gets two teams in the the South. So um, the NFC South, the Giants, the Giants' remaining schedule: Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. They'd be lucky to win a game. I think they can get two, two which. If they get two, they they'll be they'll be in there at the end. But boy, oh boy, they're they're falling off at the yeah. wrong time. And I know they're falling off, Luke. But also, I mean, you have to think. I mean, can they completely fall off the entire cliff? I mean, they had alligator blood at the beginning of the season. Now we talk about this college football mm-hmm. and NFL. Alligator blood runs out. It just does. And if you're a team powered by alligator blood, you're you're gonna lose. The alligator blood teams, they never win the national title and they never win the Super Bowl, but they do go far. Um, 
But yeah, the alligator blood for the Giants may have just run out very, very early. Too but early. I, I don't I don't yeah. know if they're gonna botch all of those games. They will he's earned a little bit of respect to the point where you might be like, maybe he can ring off three of those games and get ten wins. Who, Mr. Dable? Mr. Dable himself. But I mean, regardless of that fact, that's they still have four divisional games. I mean, we're not going to get as much as I would love it to have all four of these teams in. Just of how hilarious it would be, it's not going to happen. And the Eagles are running away with everything, so they're going to make it. The Cowboys look like they're they're a very good team, and they're handedly in it. So it's either the Giants or Commanders, and it's just whichever team you think is better. And I the think Commanders have a slightly a easier schedule. I think they could split, though, and I think they can beat the Colts unless they're just playing for Jeff Saturday's job at the very end. Um, but I don't know <laughs> where that game's at. If that game's in the um, Meadowlands, I think the Giants will be fine. And I, like I said, I think they're going to be able to split with the football team. So it is. It's, it's, it's in New Jersey. Okay, and, that helps. But here's, so we could – the Seahawks – they could they could hang around, but they still have the Chiefs on their schedule. They still have the Niners. They still have the Jets. Um, so they'll be there at the end too. They'll be hanging around. They got the Rams twice still, so that's that's two wins. Here's a team that that we may be looking at fighting for a playoff spot at the end of the year. Just a little fun scenario that I'm going to call right now: the Detroit Lions. As much as as much as crazy as that sounds, here's their schedule. Ready? Jags uh, at home versus Minnesota, which historically they've actually had good luck at Ford Field against Minnesota. Um, the Jets, the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. You think they they're going to win they all could five get on of a little games. bit of a streak here? Huh? You think they're going to win? I think all they five could very easily. Games? I think they will win this week. I, I picked them in the pick them to beat the Jags this week. Minnesota, you never know what's going to happen in a. Minnesota Lions game in Detroit. It just historically show it just shows nothing. I mean, last last year they were like zero and eight, and they beat Minnesota. So you never know. The Jets, I don't know. They could have Zach Wilson back by then, and they're still the Jets. They've been really good this year, but they're still the Jets. Uh, the Panthers are garbage. The Bears are garbage, and the Packers are garbage. What says the the Lions can't make the playoffs? Me and they're I'm actually. I think it. they're better than. I think they they're better than the Falcons, the Seahawks, wins. and the, the Giants. They only have four wins. They would have to go on a tear. They oh yeah, they is, would. They certainly would. I don't. They the have problem, no room for error. Though the problem here, Luke, is we are betting. I mean, this is this would be a crazy bet because if you were to make a bet like this, because you would be betting on something that literally has not happened in our lifetime. In our lifetimes. I mean, I don't think the Bears have won five straight games in my life, even during the Matt Stafford years. And I could be wrong on that. But if the fact that I can't remember it also tells me that they probably either, one, didn't do it, or two, if they did pull off five straight wins, the team wasn't very good anyway because they didn't do anything. Otherwise, I would remember it. 
you know, the only good Lions teams I can remember are the ones that is the one when Dominican Sue that lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs before Des dropped it, even though he caught it. That's the only one I can ever really remember. So, um, yeah. I just I they could win. I could I agree with you on the fact that they have the winning ability in all those games. Although if that if the Lions Vikings games at one o'clock that games that's a Vikings win. So I if that's what happens, well, then you might most well pencil is. that in. So yeah, it probably is because it's such a bad game. In terms of right now, in terms of record, um, I don't think yeah. divisional games are ever bad. But um, yeah, I just I don't I don't think I don't think that's really in the stratosphere. With especially they don't they only have four wins, so they don't even really know how to win. You know, I mean, they're trying, but you know, they it's not exactly a winning organization to be able to pull five wins out of their magic hat at it at the end of the season. So I'm not um, saying that they are. I'm definitely not saying they are. I'm just saying look for them at the end of the year to be in a position to, oh, if they win and they and the other team loses, they'll be in. And then they'll ultimately lose the last game of the year and choke it because that's what the Lions do. But I think they'll be in it. I think they'll make a run. And it's it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here because the Giants are falling off, got a tough schedule. Seahawks, they might they might just get in in spite of themselves. Um just based on the fact that they don't lose as much. So it, this is uh, a, the NFC wild cards. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild for sure. So, and you know what, Luke, I'll say something nice about the lions. They will be, you know, when they do the graphic that says in the hunt for the mm-hmm. wild card, they they'll be in the, in the hunt graphic the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. So I'll say that about the lions. Um, say something nice about the Lions. They will be in the hunt the rest of the season. So there you go. They have a great punter in Jack Fox. And they have a great nice thing in the Lions. Okay. Okay. And they host uh, the MAC title. So thank you, Detroit. On Friday night. So that was NFC playoff talk. So I guess we could talk about Ravens-Jags. That was a fun game. We didn't. Yeah, that in the recap, Trevor Lawrence, also, great drive. One thing, Maybe a, one thing a guy we drive. didn't talk about, one thing we did not talk about with the Raiders game is, uh, oh, yeah, literally, if you were watching Red Zone, um, they have that stupid rule where it's like, okay, there's only one game left, you have to watch it on your local CBS affiliate. I shit you not, yep. They send you Scott Hansen sent us over to CBS to finish out the game. CBS is doing some dog game. thing on sixty minutes. Yep, uh, that was what I was the on the thing. CBS channel, and I freaked out. Luckily, I went to my good friends over at Stream East to help save the day, well, and I got awesome. some. I got to uh, stream West, sorry, yeah. and I got to uh, watch the game-winning run. But for a while there, I was freaking out. I missed the big chunk of overtime because Scott Hansen, who he addressed it, and he made a good point. He says, I have a boss just like everybody else. I wouldn't have sent you guys there if I knew CBS was playing something about dogs on um, 60 Minutes. But And he doesn't really have an option, obviously. It's some rule. But sending us to a non-football zone was very not classy. So um, NFL's got to figure that out a little bit because 
you know, different yeah. areas of the country, the CBS stations don't show games. And so they just sent us, they just kicked us off red zone when a game was still literally in overtime, the best part of a game. And there was just nothing there. So that, that was a big gripe of mine. And that's actually happened a couple of times, but luckily the CBS in my region was showing it, but there's some regions where it wasn't in the past as well. So that's just yeah. kind of, that's messed up, Roger. It is messed up. All right. Any other notes about that game? No, go ahead and start the next one. Okay. So the Ravens Jags, this was back in, we're going back to the morning here or the afternoon, the early afternoon. This was a fun game that the Ravens kicked a lot of field goals with Justin Tucker. And then ultimately at the end, Trevor Lawrence, maybe a guy drive. He really, he came on in some clutch moments. Marvin Jones had some big catches. Zay Jones had some big catches. Uh, keeping up with the Joneses there for the Jags. And then ultimately, Doug Peterson just dropped his nuts on John Harbaugh and, and got the two-point conversion um, on a very simple out route. That, it reminds me of something I would do in Madden. So I respect Doug Peterson even more for that, just running a Madden play to win the game. And then Justin Tucker kicking a 67-yard field goal at the end and coming up short was actually hilarious because when he first kicked it, I was like, he's going to get it. That was my initial thought, and then obviously it fell like 10 yards short. But it's just crazy to think that he, yeah. they even sent him out there for that. And <laughs> yeah, it looked good. And that's – yeah, you're exactly right. That just shows how much the GOAT he is that they're just like, yeah, we're going to send you out here for the 67-yarder because we've actually seen you make it, <laughs> at least in practice. So we're going to send you out there for it. And it just kind of died at the end. Um, like you said, it looked, it was literally dead on. So if that ball was kicked maybe somewhere in like uh probably like Denver, it probably it probably makes it. Um so but the humidity probably killed the ball there in Jacksonville. And that was another thing. There's a couple things from this game, Luke. It looked really, really hot. The fans just looked like they were sweating their balls off. Um so shout out to them for going to a Jags game and cheering the boys on it. What a great game, like Luke said. Duval um, County. But Duville, the mascot as well, was also in a Speedo the whole game and just thrusting the air after every every touchdown that the Jags had and field goal. And even he was trying to taunt the, the opposing team uh, with his thrusts towards them in his speedo. So that was nice to see. That was a yeah. real sicko football moment that I really liked. <laughs> um, I also just love to see just guys and guys and gals just drinking, hanging out in the pool at, at Jacksonville. That's always nice to see. Um, but this was a really good game and it was because Trevor Lawrence, he's had a couple of games like this now, but he hasn't had a drive like this at the end of the game to win it. Um, like Luke said, Doug Pearson went for two to avoid overtime and win this thing. Um, but Trevor Lawrence had a great game winning drive with a bunch of big throws and he was consistent the whole day. You know, that's been one of the big things with Trevor Lawrence where it's actually looked like at times where he's like bust tendencies where he's just overthrowing guys not looking like the guy from yesterday in his t- days at Clemson. Uh, he even had one of those throws on that drive too. Um, so, but they, they, he just looked way better today. And he's had a couple of games like this. So um, 
throughout the year. In fact, there was a game earlier this year against the Chargers where he had such a great game. We're like, okay, maybe this is what they build on. And then he kind of has just reverted back and forth to bad Trevor Lawrence. Um, but this was definitely a good Trevor Lawrence game. And the Ravens offense is not looking good. Um, Lamar is missing passes yeah. bad. Um, their run game is pretty iffy and it should not be, that should be, they should be killing people with their run game. Um, and they just haven't Especially been as how of strong. Late. The run game is in the NFL this year, just all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Across the league, there's been way better run games. Um, and they're, they should be at the top. So I don't know what's going on there. So they need to figure out the offense. Something is has gone awry. They really haven't been the same in a few weeks. Even when they've been winning, it has been ugly winning, um, especially on offense. Their defense, you don't fault the defense really in that game. I mean, yeah, you'd like them to step up at the end. But, um, hell, it was hot. So I don't know what to say. I mean, the defense, yeah. I don't think that was the fault. Um, but you got to score a little bit more. I think it was just, yeah, it, it, turning those field goals into touchdowns. That's all it is. Yeah, they kicked a exactly. bunch of field goals. You're right. So they just didn't get that big offensive and, uh, play like uh, Trevor Lawrence got from Marvin Jones with the shin catch. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Any Anything else about that or? We moving on. No, but another game that also ended uh, with a converted two point conversion as well was Chargers and uh, Cardinals. So uh, last week yep. we picked the Chargers to win on the road, and they did it again. Uh, so they beat the Cardinals on the very last play. Um, Coach uh, Staley. Uh, was getting stuffed. Their offense was just kept getting stuffed, but the defense kept getting stops and the Cardinals kept having to punt. And eventually Justin Herbert put a drive together, a game winning drive. And instead of tying it up at 24 apiece, he just said, well, if we go to overtime, um, our offense has been pretty stagnant outside of this drive. So let's <laughs> just try and end it here. Yep. They throw it to Gerald Everett and they end the game 25, 24. So, Honestly, smart call by Staley, not the not the play call because I mean that's it's pretty much a toss up at that point if you're going to convert it or not. But the fact that you he realized he's like our offense has sucked literally this whole second half. He called um, it on vibes. Try to win it. Yeah, he did. He's like to do with analytics. Yeah, he's like the vibes are saying that we have sucked on offense the rest of the half outside of this. Uh, short field drive, so let's just yep. try and end it here. And they did, so that was very smart of them, I think. Yeah, I I really thought the Cardinals were going to win this game. Like, I know we picked the Chargers at the beginning, but after yeah. seeing Kyler Murray go down on his first first few drives of the game, I'm like, wow, that Kyler looks good. good. The Cardinals look good. They might they might win this game, and then they just lost. So I think that's the difference yeah. between last year's Cardinals and this year's Cardinals is that, uh, yeah. They they don't have that 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 gene at the end that or the, even the luck that just lets them win some games. So yeah, um, they That's obviously kind of like kind of like the Lions, Luke. They don't really know how to win games. <laughs> so um, yeah. this is another one that they just let 
kind of they just kind of pissed it away at the end. And Cliff, Cliff is on a very, very warm seat. So um, yeah, hot I'm, seat, I'm... and as Kyler as well, who uh, who is not like you said, he started out well, but. You know, some things are coming out in the media. Patrick Pearson called him out again this week, and that's not the first time that we've heard that he's kind of self-centered. In fact, you kind of see it on the sideline, um, but which isn't always the case. Sometimes quarterbacks just uh, go away from everybody else to kind of calm down and uh, focus up and watch the game and get a good vision of the game, but um yeah, some people don't want, don't think he's a great teammate and is self-centered, and that would be Patrick Peterson, who did play with him for a few years. So that it that kind of kind of goes hand in hand with that. So that was a that was certainly a fun game between two fun colors, two fun teams, mm-hmm. uh, and then also in the afternoon slate, the 49ers beat the Saints thirteen nothing. This game Bad happened. Game. Alvin Kamara fumbled twice, uh, and yeah, the game happened. Bad Andy game. Dalton sucks. His ginger ass sucks. Send him, send him to purgatory. I never want to see him again. Uh, put in famous Jameis. I can't believe we're at this. I can't believe they keep trotting Andy Dalton out there. Like it's just what sad. is Dennis? What is Dennis doing? It's not just that. It's also oh from a football standpoint. Why? Yeah. Your offense is no first round pick. They have no first round pick, so they're not tanking. They're so nope. that means they're literally trying to win with Andy Dalton. Yeah. Is that and what I'm is that what I'm getting at? Is that the Andy process? Dalton, Andy Dalton had three touchdowns in the win last week, I think against who? The Rams or something like that? Yeah, I can't remember. The Rams who they suck. Were. Yeah, the Rams suck, but he still threw three touchdowns, no interceptions. So I understand starting him after a game so did like Mike that. White. But but during the middle of the game, if you have zero points, make a change. Make a change. Whether that's uh going to famous Jameis or hell, go and taste him the rest of the way. Um <laughs> You gotta do something. I mean, they got shut out. And by the way, I think the 49ers have shut out teams four games in a row in the second half, which is crazy stat. But they had a clean shutout. I mean, they didn't give up anything. So start to finish. So that was a I didn't much room. I mean, that game wasn't really on the TV that much. So No, definitely not. Don't know a whole lot about that except that the 49ers defense. Just had a master class. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. It, it, it the game happened, um, and then another <laughs> game that kind of happened. Yeah, people are saying. Uh, yeah, we, we don't actually. Then, we can't even confirm that this game really took yeah. place. But uh, I I don't remember seeing any highlights. So they might have just made up the score. They might have used the simulator and just said, yeah. Yeah, "You know what? 49ers <laughs> win thirty nothing." Uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't want to watch Andy Anyways. Dalton either. They just simulated the game. Can't blame them. <laughs> Save these people's eyes and, and their time. <laughs> just simulate it. Just play it on Madden. Uh, and then another game that happened that was actually on TV and I did watch, but it was kind of unfortunate I had to watch it. The Chiefs and Rams. Chiefs win 26-10. to 10. This was a 
Very boring game. Sean McVay got absolutely smacked on the sidelines. Uh, that was that was the highlight of the game, I think. Patrick Mahomes did his thing. He, he Patrick Mahomed, and uh, yeah, yeah. That? that not a whole lot going on in this game either because the Rams didn't have Stafford. He they had Bryce Perkins, who played at uh, all kinds of colleges when he. Uh, when he was a quarterback in college, but um, yeah, he couldn't really uh, do a, a whole lot. Uh, he wasn't like in he wasn't like you know incompetent, but um, their offense was well, definitely very of, limited. Who do you he remind reminded you of? me of? Teddy Bridgewater, and I couldn't even tell yeah. you why. Like I just was watching him play, and he's he's a little bit more agile and yeah, slightly less more accurate. Yeah. And less accurate on his that. passes, but his the vibe just reminded me of Teddy Bridgewater. I couldn't even tell you why, and I don't know where Teddy Bridgewater is this year. And I'm curious now. I think he's a Dolphin. Oh yeah, you're right. I do. Remember I think he now. came in for Tua actually. Yeah, when Tua got, yeah, he's Tua nearly around. retired, <laughs> according to that one doctor. Um, so. What other games here? Um, Sunday night football, Monday night football. So Monday night football, I think we're going to skip over. I mean, the Steelers won 24-17, but Lord Almighty. Better game was, than I thought. That game. Yeah. Better game than I thought for the Steelers in the second half. Um, George Pickens. Can he pick it maybe again? From that game. couple things from that game, Luke. George Pickens is – he's probably going to be really good in a couple of years. I agree he, with that, and I also think that Kenny Pickett is going to be good, and the Pickett to Pickens connection is going to become like a nice play on words. It, you know, anytime people have like the special names, sometimes you're just like they're going to be a guy, and I see that with Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. It's it's going to be the pick, the pick combination. Yeah, um, the last time we had like a name combo going on in Pittsburgh was the the Killer Bees. So. Um, yep. That would be, you know, nice to kind of replicate. But I'm just, I had, like, they always tell stories out of Steelers practices that George Pickens just is making these ridiculous catches day in and day out, and that he's just a freak of nature. And you kind of see that on the field. I mean, the catches he makes, it's almost like they don't throw him easy passes. He only catches, like, ridiculously hard, uh, throws and passes so um which probably means he's probably just going to become a safety blanket um which hopefully becomes <laughs> yeah. more than just a safety blanket you know he hopefully becomes like a reception wide receiver going forward um I'd like to see them throw it to pat fire him with a little bit more even more than what they already are and deontay johnson almost kind of started to take a little bit of a back seat all of a sudden um uh, Najee played a little bit better. The offensive line, I'll give kudos to the offensive line a little bit. They, you know, their rushing attack is not great, but they have actually protected for Pickett lately. Lately, this is as of late, a little bit better than what I've expected. So, congratulations to the Steelers' yeah, offensive I line think, for performing well. I think the offense, I think the offense of the Steelers is starting to come together, but they're being held back by Mr. Canada. Mr. Matt Canada 
We've said it before. He's a terrorist. He sucks. And I, if he is not fired at the end of the year, I don't know what the Steelers are doing. I know they don't like to fire coaches, but this guy sucks. Literally, there was a Colts player. Like, he was mic'd up or whatever, and they did, like, a run, like a draw run or something. And he goes, they're running the same plays. It's the same plays. And, like, this guy is just not creative. Um, that clip earlier this year when the Steelers won and Matt Canada was, like, celebrating and Chris Boswell was like, well, it's certainly not because of you, man. Like, they hate him. They know he sucks. And I, they have, t- they have talent on their offense, and I really believe that. They would be so much better. Hell, if I was calling plays, and the only plays I would know is Madden plays, um, but I I would just draw up like a different play. I'm like, yeah, you run here, do that, that, that. Then what, Matt Canada? And that might be a wild take because Matt Canada is a football lifer, but uh, I I think this is the point that where we're at. So, yeah, and honestly, I think part of Najee Harris's regression. Over the past, over this season, because let's be honest, Luke, I mean, Najee Harris has not been great this season. And I think oh, a part God. of that was he had to carry the offense on his back. And so he started to try and do too much. And by too much, I mean, I mean, you know, when he had a gain of six, yeah, when he had a gain of six or seven, he was turning it into gains of a yard and a half. Because he was dancing too much, going too much east and west, and not enough north and south. Yes, because instead of instead of taking the six yards, he was trying to get the twenty yards, and instead yeah. he ended up with like two. Because in in reality, Najee in Najee's brain, he's he's right. I mean, he really did have to do it all by himself. Otherwise, they were not going to do anything on offense this year. Um, and when he didn't do well, in the game, they didn't really do anything on offense. So um, it makes sense for him to uh, try and do that. But, yeah, I mean, he's got to revert to playing running back a smart way, and then I think that's going to help the Steelers a lot more because they need decent running back play at least. Um, and it's been good for the, for the Steelers to sub in Jalen Samuel or Jalen Warren and uh, Benny Snow in there, at least a pass block here and there. and get some carries and stuff, but yeah, I mean, Najee Harris, it seems like uh, as soon as the offense maybe can start to figure it out a little bit on their own, Najee Harris will probably, his play will probably come back to, you know, good running back play because he won't have to do it all on his own and he won't feel the need to do so. So hopefully Pickett continues to progress um, and they will get out of this little funk. I mean, they still only scored 24 yeah. points, so uh, yeah, nothing spectacular, but not horrible. Pickett, but like you said, kind of like, and we'll get to this here in a second, uh, Pickett looked better tonight. He only missed a couple of throws, and some of them were big. He did miss, I think, one or two touchdown throws, You know, which that's 14 points, and we're talking about 31 points now, 14-point uh, swing, but yeah. – um, he did. He definitely. That was probably one of his better games. You know, he was just putting the ball in places and had good zip, um, and was moving around well. Thank God he's not a microwave. I'll say that. I mean, they would have really <laughs> been screwed if he was. But luckily, the typical college quarterback nowadays isn't. So that's nice. But yeah, another sure. quarterback, young quarterback who played well in the with the little time that he did play, Jordan, Jordan. Love. 
Yeah, I'll, I will try to keep this nice and sweet. I've, I've done a lot of Packers talk on this show, but this was a fun game for America to cap off Sunday night. And Great game for America. Yeah. Back and forth. And Jalen Hurts, let me tell you, he is just freaking amazing. This guy, and hey, kudos to him because I didn't realize this is actually the first year he's had the same offense, uh, like in back-to-back years since high school when he was when his dad was his coach, like he's had either a, a different head coach or offensive coordinator every single year of his career. Um, so mm-hmm. shout, shout out to him for finally getting some stability and just showing what he can actually do when he gets stability. So I think he's kind of been, he's had a lot of bad luck in his career and I think he's getting, I think it's all starting to come together for him right now. And he seems like a really nice and class classy guy. So shout out to him for a great game. Um, I mean, the simple question is this, is what the hell is Joe Barry doing? Like, we know the Eagles are going to run, and he just doesn't draw up a running defense. I think we have run stoppers on our team. I think our scheme is just really bad. Enough of Joe Barry, though. Jordan Love came in to replace an injured Aaron Rodgers, and I've, I've been saying this. I, I hate Jordan Love. Nothing nothing against him, just, just simply circumstantial is why I hate him. But I'm still going to root for him when he's in. And this is what I want. We want to see him. And Rodgers is talking about playing this week. And I get it because we're not eliminated. But also, like, at the same time, I don't want that. I, I want Jordan Love to play because we have to make a decision on his option after this year. We have to decide if he's the guy in the future after Rodgers. Because Rodgers' era is coming to an end soon. We don't know how soon. But it is soon. So we have to we have to judge to see how good this guy is. And. My biggest difference with him is that uh, last year when he played against the Chiefs, he looked scared. He looked not ready, uh, unsure, some of the words I've used to describe him. And he went out there for a drive, even before he went out there on the drive, when they were showing him on the sideline, like getting ready, getting his helmet on, getting warmed up, throwing some passes. He looked confident and he looked like he knew what he was going to do, who he was going to go to. uh, And he just, yeah, that's the best way to describe it is he looked confident and he looked. I, I. It appeared that he had a great relationship with Christian Watson, who's going to be a stud. So, I mean, that it's certainly an interesting headline to to keep a look at. But he did come in and play well. So, yeah, he and did yeah, miss a Eagles, couple of throws, but uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's the facial. Reads. The yeah, he did. So the facial expressions on his face. He didn't smile one time, which is fine because they were losing the entire time. But he just looked very calm. Like his face when he put on his helmet, it just stayed the same. He was like a stone cold killer out there. The way his facial expression didn't change. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he had he was in rhythm on the throw to Watson where he just took it to the house. But this is this was an eye test thing. His first like couple of throws, oh my god, the zip on his throw on that out route towards the sideline to like start the drive. It was such a beautiful throw. Um, and uh, I just know that if I was on the field and I was playing linebacker, and if that ball went past my head, I know you could hear the <laughs> you know the zip on the ball. Um, so. That that there, he had like the throws that were that he made that were completed 
Um, even the one to Lazard that was a little bit behind him, there was so much room there that he could afford to have it a little bit behind him. The zip and the rhythm on the throws and the mechanics with the feet and the throwing motion looked good. Um, so, and that's all development too. Like he had, he had talent from Utah State, uh, arm talent mostly. They were just kind of replicate some of the Mahomes stuff, um, Watson stuff. You know, just arm talent, arm talent, some arm of talent. Josh but, Allen stuff. Yeah, uh, but that is development. I mean, the mechanics, that is all from the Packers coaching staff and the work that Jordan Love puts in. I don't know anything about his regiment, but that's all development Maybe Rodgers. His mechanics, yeah, and Rodgers, yeah, definitely. But his mechanics, night and day better from probably the last appearance I saw him in a real game. Not, I'm not talking preseason. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's, you know, it's even better than the preseason. the wire. It's almost going to come down to the wire for you guys because if you don't, if Rogers is good to go and you bench him, oh my God, I don't even know the kind of fit. Well, he's he did. Throw. No, he, he was asked that question by one of the, I don't remember what media member it was, but he was asked that question this week. Like, what would he think if the Packers decided to roll with Jordan Love the rest of the year? Um, and he said he wouldn't be fine with it. He, he would understand it because, you know, we are four and eight. We're, not officially eliminated, but we're we're done. And uh, so I guess I, I don't think he would be mad because he is injured. He is hurt. And maybe just having a reset and being like, hey, Aaron, we're giving up on this year. We, we might be tanking for a draft pick. We got to make a decision on your backup here if we're going to keep him for the future. Just come back ready next year to compete for a Super Bowl. Come back healthy. Just rest up the rest of the year. I think he would get, he, he might, you know, if we did it before this bears game, just because he appreciates the Packers bears rivalry so much, he'd probably be a little upset, but ultimately I don't think it would affect his relationship with the Packers at all. I mean, not any more than what it already has been affected, but um, so yeah, that wraps up. Yeah. An absolutely great but, week of football. Do you, See, it's just such a confusing thing because do you let them play? Because you got to let them play against the Bears because, you know, the team wants them to play. I saw, I think, I can't remember, was it Lazard who said you got to renew your ownership two times a year? Talking about the Bears, you know, because he owns the mm-hmm. Bears. Um, so he does. I saw that. And that's true. You know, you got to let him play against the team that he loves to beat. I think that's just only fair to let him do that. Um, but if he wins, I mean, how do you just bench him? I mean, because I agree with you. You guys, I, I have person. First off, I have no idea what's wrong with your team. I mean, the defense has just been bad this year, and the offense, obviously, at the beginning of the season, was horrendous. So obviously, that's what was wrong. But I don't know why that happened. And I agree with you. I mean, you guys are roster wise, paper on paper wise, Super Bowl caliber team. Um, so. I do understand just telling them, say, hey, man, you're hurt a little bit, and we suck. We're not going to win anything this year. Sit the rest of this one out, and let's get ready to go for next year because we also need to find out some things about Jordan Love. I agree with you on that. So, Uh, yeah. And here's another – go ahead. Another thing to throw in your ear here, Cam. We were talking about the Lions potentially making a run at the playoffs with four wins. 
The Packers also have four wins, and they have a schedule of the Bears, the Rams, <laughs> the Dolphins, which is probably a loss, uh, and then Minnesota at home. Anything can happen there, and then Detroit at home. So yeah. I, this could be me speaking as a Packers fan, and just but I mean this team. There's some games this year, like the Lions, the Commanders, the Giants. You just look back and you're like, yeah, we we should have taken those if we're the normal Packers. So maybe they're not, but hey, you you never know. <laughs> if if they the, the Packers go out and beat the Bears, they're sitting at five and eight. Who knows what happens on the bye week? Aaron Rodgers may say, hey, let's go try to make a playoff run. Yeah, it's probably I too little too late at this point, but it's probably too little too late, and you have to play the Dolphins. So. Yeah, eight nines. Another like loss and you're like literally just there's nothing you can do. So um just tank at this point for Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> sure, I guess. I don't even think he's eligible, the- so there's no point oh, in doing really? that. But yeah, he's a sophomore, true sophomore. Yeah, so well, there's no point in doing it. that. But what are some other uh, Jordan Addison? He's a good receiver. He's a great tank for possession him. receiver. Amon Ross St. Brown tank for him um so yeah let's get to the let's get to the fantasy corner here we've we've this was a great week of football the thanksgiving games were great um and that was a long recap but it was deservedly so so but it it is now time for the show me show fantasy corner week two week two we do have some questions from our yes very very we're very thankful for these questions yes Okay. Cam, you got it? Um, I, yeah, I'll do it. Our, 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 we've both got answers, and we'll both talk about it. But um, So we have a slew of questions from Restaurants of Washmo. Uh, so thank you, Restaurants of Washmo. Um, and the first one is I drafted Cam Akers and Allen Robinson on my fantasy team this year. Should I just quit playing fantasy football? And no, um, never quit. That's yeah. I so mean, it's unfortunate. It was a setback, but uh, here's the thing. I also drafted Cam Akers, and I was actually really big on Cam Akers this year. But here's here's the thing. I I finished last in my league last year, and I'm on I'm on pace to finish last this year again. So I suck, and you know what I'm going to do next year? I'm going to I'm going to go back to the draft and probably draft a shitty team once again. It's just it's just what you do. You just go back to the drawing board and just continue to lose. So if you suck, you suck. You just have to you're you're just that guy in the league. You're the guy that gets invited to play in the league because the other people know that you're going to finish last. And uh so no, don't quit. Never quit. Quitting is never an option. Um Allen Robinson, I get that. <laughs> I get that pick for sure, but I mean, any Rams player this year has been disappointing. So, <laughs> um, okay, so I I give you three options here: restaurants of Washmo. Um, and I'm gonna start with the last one, and this is the one that I I don't recommend, but I still have it on the list. Quit forever after this year. Um, you have a valid reason. You know, you, you can, you can, why, when people ask you, well, why'd you quit? Well, I drafted Cam Akers and Allen Robinson in my last season, and I just thought it was time to hang them up. That's a valid <laughs> reason. And, you know, um, people will understand, you know, that's like, 
you know, that's like Peyton Manning in his last season. Uh, surely you're, I mean, you're not winning the Super Bowl, but it's like, yeah, well, if you actually watched any of the tape, uh, it was time for me to hang it up. And, you know, after drafting guys like that, you know, you can think about it and be like, well, maybe it is time to take or to hang it up. My second option for you is take off, take a year off and get your mind right. Now, uh, this yeah. is another one where, uh, you know, the, the, the league that you're in, you know, they might miss you over the year and they'll be calling for you to come back after you take that year off that year that you're, you take off to get your mind right. Um, and I'll tell you this, I have actually done this one before and it did help. It actually was probably one of my favorite seasons of just watching football where you're not ever thinking about fantasy. And and if you're thinking about fantasy in a way that is frustrating, then it maybe it is time to hang it up. Uh and so when I the year I took off, I just enjoyed all the games and uh but I actually kind of missed it playing fantasy. So maybe taking that year off it will give your love for the game. Uh it will rejuvenate it. So that's another thing with taking a year off and getting your mind right. Now I was very rusty the next year. Uh, after I took a year off. So you have to be, you have to beware adding that with already drafting cam acres now in Robinson could be a scary combo with taking a year off and adding some rust, but who knows? And then my last option for you is fantasy is honestly just pure luck. And so sometimes you just have to push through it. Like Luke said, and, uh, you know, if, if you drafted cam acres now in Robinson, might be time to just start tanking for a higher draft pick next year, um, if that's how your league works. So, and just push through it. Guys being dudes, push through it. So yeah. So yeah. Those are your options. Yeah. Um, question two: uh, What has happened to Russell Wilson? I drafted him as well, so <laughs> that is a very rough fantasy year. Uh, I would assume you're probably a glass. Yeah, I I also drafted him. So, um, <laughs> this is I I got him. I I picked. I drafted like my entire team, and then there was still some QBs left on the board. I'm like, wow, Russ Wilson. I'm gonna get him in like the tenth round. That's like a steal. Well, actually, that's that's a steal for Russ Wilson to go that high. Uh, he's been he's been awful this year, and just it's just a tough scene in Denver. They're three. In, they have the number three overall pick in the draft. Do you know that? But they're not going to be able to use it because they traded for Russell Wilson. <laughs> he gave it to the Seahawks, so that's that's just an ultra tough scene. Um, I don't even know what to say about that. They're just a dumpster uh, fire yeah. over there. Yeah, uh, I've got a couple things about why you know what has happened to Russ Wilson, and I think it's mostly a bunch of it has to do with uh, Coach Hackett has kind of broken him by running their offense into the ground, which is crazy because Anthony Hackett uh, was an offensive-minded coach. He's he's the former offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers. Anthony, sorry. Um, Former offensive coordinator for the Packers. Nathaniel, not Anthony Hackett. I don't even know her. (laughs) I'm sorry. But Uh, also, uh, well, you know what? No, Anthony. Anthony Hackett. 
You know, you have yeah, to win yeah, some games. He doesn't deserve the respect of the You know, if yeah, I agree. If he maybe won some games, maybe I would know his name. So that's that's a point. You know, that's honestly a big point of what has happened to Russell Wilson. If you can't remember the first name of the head coach, it's probably not going well. And it's not. So um and you said you drafted Russell Wilson. I simply just wouldn't draft Russell Wilson again until they find a competent coach and the offense looks fluent. So, uh, and also Wilson Actually, might just be you, bad now. No, you don't think so. I, I agree with that, that you never, you never draft him again, but I think you just do the Jerry O'Connell thing and you just never draft him ever. Like he just has teams like the Jaguars. He never drafts any Jaguars because they've screwed him in the past. I think you just have to do this with the Broncos. You never draft a Broncos player ever again. I think that's that's the rule you have yeah. to do. I've already set the rule for myself um, because yeah. they haven't been good since the Peyton Manning area. I, I love how Broncos fans like to talk like to yeah. talk about the Packers and their struggles, but I mean the Broncos literally haven't made a playoff in like six years. So second yeah. longest streak behind the Jets. So and you know what? So a show me show a show me show tip that we're going to give you um, is going forward restaurants a Washmo. Uh, no drafting any Rams players. None. Not even Cooper Cup. Yes. None. So just don't draft any Rams players. And uh, Russ Wilson, yeah, it's a little bit of a mystery, but I think Coach Hackett broke him. So, and he, the let's ride thing, it is just a mess, and his team hates him. So, and the and, danger, uh, okay. well, the, the birthday party thing, did you see that? That was yeah. weird. His wife yeah. threw him a birthday. A thirty-four-year-old man got a birthday party, and then he was like crying <laughs> because half the team didn't show up. What is what is wrong with this guy? Like, I don't. Here, here's my opinion. Know, I I don't think it has anything to do with Hackett. I think it has to do with two different things. It's Team Three, which is his like his his uh, I don't know like his agents or like the people that are like putting out his agenda. Basically, Team Three is what it's called. And I think they kind like he was in when he was in Seattle, the corny Russ worked being corny, being kind of stupid, um, being like a movie character that worked because he was having success. And whenever they moved, they they're like, yeah, continue to do it. And it could be it really could be the true Russ or maybe they're just trying to hide the true Russ from us. And then also, number two, it's his wife. I, I, I don't I don't want to blame this on women here, but. A lot of times when a when someone kind of goes through this point in their life, it, it might have to do with their wife a little bit. We saw it with Tom Brady. Um, and you know what? He dumped his wife. So maybe that's maybe that's the answer for for Russell Wilson. <laughs> um, but maybe just pick out another rapper and go after his girlfriend uh in the future and just just move on. Maybe maybe that's the solution. And then also fire Nate Hackett, um, but that—that's my thoughts on it. So just Anthony do all Hackett. those things. All right, all right. Team three. Um, uh, question three. This is my favorite one. Uh, if you could have one Washington High School Blue Jay football player as a fantasy player over the last six years, who would you pick and why? Um, and I had to think about this one for a while. And if you only get to pick one, 
and you get to have their one best season from over the past six years. I think I would take Landon Boston from this past season, his junior year, because in terms of fantasy points, he just scored too many touchdowns not to take him. So he had 22 total touchdowns, um, over 1,000 rushing yards. He had 20 rushing touchdowns, a receiving touchdown, and a passing touchdown. So um, I think I would take him just for the touchdowns. rushing touchdowns is bonkers. It is bonkers. It is so bonkers. Um, but That's this wild. question just got me thinking because I had to think back through so many different players to try and make this decision that I came up with a, a last six years all-time fantasy roster. Okay. And so th- this is what I got. Um, this is all point-based. So I'm going off of uh, whoever racked up the most points. So yeah, over yeah, the last six years. Yeah, like I assume that we're talking only offensive players here because yes, for for yes for fantasy, last six years in terms of who would have scored the most points fantasy wise, and so for quarterback, uh, I actually picked myself junior season because I threw eleven touchdowns that year and I also ran for quite a few touchdowns as well. So points wise, we're seeing it this year with like Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields, the quarterbacks who ran and threw for touchdowns, they rack up a lot of points and I I uh I did, I only threw one touchdown my senior year, so that would not be a good year to do it. And the <laughs> and so uh my uh, the other quarterback that I thought about putting was Trevor Rennie, senior season, because I think he threw thought. for over. I think he threw for over ten touchdowns at least his senior year, but I can't. I couldn't really remember, and he didn't really score that much on the ground. He didn't really score that much on the ground. Other people did. Um, so I. That's why I went with me because I did a little bit of both junior year, not senior year though. Yeah. Um, and then Great so analysis. for. Running back one, uh, junior season, Landon Boston. Like I just said, like I just said, running back one, Landon Boston. And then running back two, I had senior season, Devin Deckelman. So his season from this past year, too, he had like well over 10 touchdowns. And he had a couple of receiving touchdowns. And he had multiple kickoff return touchdowns. So, uh, and a, a little bonus, bias, he had a lot of field goals and extra points. Yeah, I had him as the kicker uh, because, I mean, if you think about it, uh, I mean, we had a couple of games where I think we dropped like 70 points. So he's getting like 10 points in those games. Plus all the – he had a five-touchdown game and a game where he kicked like nine extra points. So that's what, just 30 points off of touchdowns and an extra nine after extra points. So fantasy points, if we're talking fantasy points – He's dominating that right there. And then for my wide receiver one, I have senior year Ben Strotman. And then for my wide receiver two, I have junior year Ben Strotman. He, in terms of <laughs> fantasy points, <laughs> that was the last time we used to throw too, was like when he was on the team. So um, in terms of fantasy points, he has definitely been the best wide receiver over the past six years. So I definitely took him tight end Ryan Horsecamp senior year. He had quite a few touchdowns and yards, um, even carried the ball a couple of times. So that was an easy one. 
And then my flex was senior year Christian Meyer. He had a couple of huge games, including like a 200-yard game with like I think three or four touchdowns against Fort Zumwalt East. Um, so it took senior year Christian Meyer because he was dominant his senior year. Um, and then the kicker, I took senior year Devin Deckelman. And then for my defense, my fantasy defense, I took the 2020 defense that got us to the district title game. That was the best defense for sure and uh, caused turnovers and stuff like that. So that was a fun question. Yeah, that was got great analysis. Any of those? That was like a perfect answer. Well, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to go too far into this because I think you answered it almost perfectly. But my initial thoughts on it were it has to be an offensive player. And if you think historically, like if you had to pick one player, it's got to be the running back position because not only is that a rare position, but if you had to construct a fantasy roster out of either teams from the GAC or teams from the Four Rivers area, I think my running back would come from Washington. In, in both mm-hmm. of those scenarios, just based off the offense and the stats that they put up. And just, I mean, historically, in just in the last three or four years that I'm thinking of, we've had like five running backs go on to play college football. Uh, we Christian Meyer, as you mentioned, Cole Nalick, Dylan Pape all went on. And then uh, Landon Boston is going to go on to play college football. So it's just like some of these names, like it's just, it's a factory. It's a running back factory here at Washington. So. It's like uh, it, it's RB RBU. <laughs> yeah, I I, well, <laughs> well, I don't know. RBHS. But, uh, it, they, you know, the running backs lately over the past. And obviously, this was limited to the last six years. I mean, we've had. If we would have went back even f- further, we've had some even crazier running back totals in terms of touchdowns. Uh, Jared Kyle Summers, Jared Brennick. Um, those two are the big ones that come to mind, but Landon Boston had a season right up there with those guys. So that's why I would have taken him as the number one player in the past six years. So that was a fun question. Um, and obviously indeed able to answer that because we went to high school there. So yeah. Okay. So that was the show me show fantasy corner. Well, we're not done yet. We got stardom and sit and sleepers. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. You haven't done that yet. You want to start All off? Right. You... No, nah, you can go ahead and kick us off. Oh, me. Okay. My stardom is uh, the 12 team college football playoff. So I, I needless to say, I'm excited for it. Um, it was officially confirmed this week with the Rose Bowl signing with whatever whatever the Rose Bowl had to do. But that was the last thing to make it official to become the 12 teams in, in a few years. And also, it's just fun to play those matchups like this year, looking at the rankings and like, oh, this team would play. Like Tulane would be in the college football playoff this year with two losses, if that was the case. So that's that's a really fun one to look at. Um, And yeah, just it, start them because it's, it's going to be fun. It, there's going to be a lot of blowouts, but I mean, realistically – I think you're going to get the same winner that you would get in a four-team playoff. It's just going to be more fun for the viewer. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really think it changes anything like history-wise. It's just it's a little bit more fun for the fans. Yeah, and I think we're going to get to, to see some home 
college football playoff games. That is going to be really nuts. Home college football playoff yeah. game. So that is going to be really never been sweet. seen before. So that's a I good I think the start only of- time like there's actually been the only time there's actually been like postseason home games is like whenever UCLA would play in the Rose Bowl or something, which I, I wouldn't imagine has happened a lot, but it's probably has. And then Hawaii seems to play in the Hawaii Bowl every year. Um, those are like the only two home matchups I can really think of off the top of my head. Um, like yeah. consistently. So in the, in a postseason atmosphere. So it, it's going to yeah. be, and especially like in the playoff, this, the CFP, when it really matters, it's going to be fun. And then my sit is, it's just a really simple one. You know what? I'm pivoting here. My sit is John Mosellock because um, I, w- I was going to say Kanye, but that- that's just an easy one after what happened um, earlier this week. But hey, don't John- hate. <laughs> that's mine. I, don't hate. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm. It's taken everything I have not to hate. So, uh, but John Mosellock, on the other hand, much for much different reasons than than Kanye West. But um, he is not. I, he's he's asleep. And I don't think he's going to wake up anytime soon. Um, That's winter. Reportedly. He's in for his long winter nap. He hibernates during the winter. He does. <laughs> and uh, so reportedly, Wilson Contreras, Wilson Contreras and the Cardinals have had mutual interest. Um, Like in Contreras wants to come here. The players want him here. It makes sense because the catching position is open. But the Cardinals don't want to pay him. And after Mosellock said, oh, well, payroll's going up. And then obviously the article a few weeks ago came out like, oh, they're actually not going to go up in payroll. Technically they are, but not really. So it's just a really tough scene. And just sit them because sign some free agent. Learn how to sign a free agent, John. I'm sorry, but you've never done – the best free agent you ever signed was Albert Pools for two point five million, and that was for completely different reasons. Like historically, you've never been able to sign a free agent. How about learn how to sign a free agent, and then maybe we'll win a World Series. Maybe that maybe that's what it takes. I respect him with the trades. He 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 pulls off some pretty damn good trades, um, minus the Ozuna one. And uh, but the free agent thing, man, just just learn how to sign a free agent and improve the team a little bit. Using some of the wallet's money, so that's my sit And then my sleeper, what was my sleeper? Oh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore is my sleeper. Uh, just a simple fantasy one here. I, which taking fantasy advice from the last place guy, I, I'm not going to say I recommend it, but I called it last week on the show. I said DJ Moore is going to have a big week, and he did. He had a touchdown, over 100 receiving yards, and as long as Sam Darnold continues to play. I think DJ Moore will continue to have big weeks. So if you own DJ Moore, keep starting him in fantasy because it's going to be a fun ride for you. Actually, uh, you know what? Don't start him this week, though. He's not a sleeper this week because he's on a bye. So. <laughs> okay. Um, my stardom is, and I don't like this guy, but my stardom is Devin Booker. Uh he scored 51 last night against the Bulls. 
20 of 25, Luke. 20 of 25. He only played 31 minutes. Um, so that's 80% shooting in the NBA is crazy. Um, six for seven from three point land, 20 of 25 total, 51 total points against the bulls who aren't very good, but still. So like I said, I'm not a big Devin Booker guy. Should have went to Mizzou, followed in his dad's footsteps and he's just kind of petty every once in a while, but stardom 50 bomb. Um, my sit him is Kanye West. Sit him. <laughs> okay. You got to sit him down. All right. uh, I mean, somebody needs to talk to him. Is. He is lost. He is digging himself in a very Actually, deep no. hole. Saying Did that you just he say is sit him down? Yes. Alex Jones did that today, and it turned out very bad. So maybe <laughs> maybe just stand him up. Maybe, maybe stand, stand him up and have him not be the chair. You or can't, yeah. Just yes, I'm sitting, I'm sitting Kanye because he should not have a voice right now. Somebody needs to turn off his microphone. He is saying some very, very harsh and harmful things. Uh, yeah. He's basically just shocking. pro shocking. Nazi. He's very pro Nazi. He literally said it today. So, um, yeah. so yeah. Uh, my sleeper, my sleeper is Antonio Brown. They can't find the sneaky bastard. So, um, he is currently <laughs> in a standoff with police. There is a warrant out for his re- arrest in Tampa Bay. The police are outside of his house, but they can't arrest him. Because he's inside of his house. They can't find him. So, uh, my sleeper is Antonio Brown. So, yeah. And one note I I just want to mention about that is is today is Thursday, December 1st. That's when we're recording this late late in the evening. Late evening hours. (laughs) Just the fact that Kanye made all those comments earlier today on the Alex Jones podcast. And Antonio Brown had a warrant for his arrest. On the same day, those two things occurred on the same day is just wild because these two guys, I think, have been interconnected. Like they, they had really, really booming careers and they started to turn it like right when Antonio Brown was starting to turn it around, Kanye was starting to turn it around, become more liked and all that. And then these last few years, they've just been kind of like slowly going off the rails. It started when Kanye was running for president. Obviously, it started for Antonio Brown with the whole. Raiders and you know Buccaneers thing that that whole thing and it's just gotten worse and worse for both of them and the fact that it it probably just ends uh, on the same day is just it's poetry it's it's that's the only way I can describe it so I guess I, I guess if Kyrie Irving was was kind of in this match in this mess too it would be even perfect but oh Kyrie yeah. Irving is still the Holy Trinity very much there well <laughs> un- Holy Trinity I guess um, yeah. But no, I, th- yeah. I think uh, I think Kyrie Irving's pretty religious. Eh, yeah, but I mean, he's fast he, for well, he's Muslim, Muslim though, so he probably doesn't want to be a part of the Holy Trinity. Um, well, yeah, it's the wrong respectfully, religion for him. respectfully to his religion. Um, and I don't know what Kanye wants. I mean, so, <laughs> he wants attention. <laughs> That's uh, the only way but, I can think. That's another thing too. I mean, this is you talked about how it's just gotten worse and worse for both AB and Kanye. 
And they probably both, I mean, I know Kanye, I'm pretty sure is bipolar, but and Antonio Brown has CTE. And you said it started yeah. with the Raiders thing. It started after he got knocked out by Burf perfect in my opinion but oh, yeah that i mean um, I even though that's, that's probably not true but i mean i mean in terms of it's a, an accumulation of hits not just one hit but really like he really hasn't been the same since that hit like seriously his career just flipped after that but um what i'm trying to say here is both of these guys self-inflicted wounds i mean they just do this to themselves like you said i mean He's got a warrant out for his arrest, and Kanye just continues to say things that are harmful to people. So, um, yeah. But, yeah. That, that, just that continuously was, shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly. Yeah. It's just wild. No offense to Plaxico Burris, but um, we're going – that's going to wrap up the fantasy corner. So, uh, and we're going to get into the Pick'em, and that will be the show. So – Last week, 11-5. and five. So a good week, Luke. Um, we did end on a loss on Monday Night good Football. The, the, the Colts, uh, they dropped the ball in that one, and the Steelers actually won on the yeah. road. So I wasn't mad yeah. that they that won. Was it. So. That was a, that that was was a little bit of a shock. Because we've I'm actually, not going to we've, yeah, we, we've had really good – Luck in the Sunday night and Monday night football games in the pick. Oh yeah, we seem to almost dominate those picking right. prime time. Except yeah. Thursday, and so but Thursday hasn't really well. Been Thursday's hit or miss, but yeah, Sunday or Monday night, like it seems like we're pretty we're pretty locked locked in on those, and so it was a little bit surprising, you know. Just it's a humbling moment to uh, to get one of those wrong every now and then. Uh, but anyway, week thirteen. There is only 15 games this week as the Cardinals and the Panthers are both on a bye. And we are actually, we started off 1-0 this week. Picked the, the Bills to beat the Bears. Or Yep. We picked the Bills to beat the Patriots. I don't, the Bears aren't even close to the Patriots. I don't know what I was thinking there. But Bills over the Patriots. That one's 1-0. So positive start for the show me show. Yep. Um, been the first game. Do you have a specific order on here? I'm just going to go off the internet. Packers at um, the Bears. See here. Um, I'll just just point out my one thing to point out. Uh, so Luke pointed out last week that we had the ability to go, uh, get to 100 wins. Uh, we didn't do that because we went 11 and 5, it would have had to go undefeated, but but we did go 11 and 5, and now we're 95 and 70, which is 25 games over 500 so that's pretty damn good so yeah first game pittsburgh at atlanta Ooh, pittsburgh at atlanta i'm gonna go the falcons here they've they've had a rough few weeks um and pittsburgh's had a few good weeks here mm, i don't like that pick but you know what it's at atlanta yeah we'll go we'll go atlanta they're very that's similar a- teams i think I think the Steelers are a really good team with TJ. When TJ Watt plays, the Steelers are just different. Um, and they've looked different ever since he came back from injury. But the Falcons are fighting for a playoff spot here. And I don't know. I just I just like them in this game. Yeah. This is a totally game reason. that the Falcons have been losing as of late. So that's one thing to point out. Um, I'm not going to veto it, but 
you know, you know okay. I think you kind of catch my drift. Like lately, they have not been able to win the important games in terms of playoff positioning. Um, in fact, pretty much every single time the Falcons lose, the Buccaneers have also lost in the same week. So, yep. I mean, they just cannot win the important yep. games to get positioning. Um, and this is That's an inflicted game for the again. Steelers. This is kind of like, man, if we win this, you know, we're really moving in a positive direction towards next year. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't, I think they know they're not going to, but it's kind of like a, Hey man, we're kind of getting in a groove. So pick as the Falcons though. Yep. And remember, Cam, you do have two vetoes and the vetoes came in handy last week. I, I went yes, two and oh on my vetoes. So it's the first time I've ever done that. I was very proud. I was very unconfident in the Panthers one, but it turned out. Yeah, they blew them out. NFL wise. Yes. And what's the next game? Green Bay at Chicago. Okay, this one is it's a ton of question marks because we don't even know what QBs are going to be starting for either team. So this may have to be a game time decision, but it looks like Justin Fields is going to play. He had a full practice today, um, and he's on track. And it appears that Aaron Rodgers is going to play as well. So both of these QBs are going to be playing a little bit injured. So it's going to be a low-scoring game. The, the over is going to be high in this one. I'm, I'm just going to say that. It's going to be like a 48-49 over. Take the under. Um, because it's a very deceiving game, I think, in this one. Although the, the Packers' rush defense is not very good and the Bears' rush attack has been very good. If Rodgers plays, it has to be the Packers. I, I just see no scenario in which Rodgers allows the Bears to beat them. Um, if he doesn't play, I'm going to go with the Bears because, you know, it's in Chicago. I think Justin Fields might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And obviously the matchup with the Packers rush defense, it, it just works out. But it, it's just the, it's the fact that Rodgers refuses to lose to the Bears. So, Yep, and so that'll be, I guess, our clause game of the week. Yeah, a claws game for sure. Shout out Santa. All right, next game. All right, and then Jacksonville at Detroit. I alluded to this earlier. It's Detroit. This is a fun matchup, though. It is, and this is this is an opportunity for Trevor Lawrence to build off what he had last week. So, which. He is anytime this year that he's had like a really good game or really good spot, it just seems like they let down the next week. So. Yeah. So it's a good pick in terms of that stat for sure. Yep. But it's, it is an opportunity for Lawrence to turn the tide on his season. So next game is New York Jets at the Skull Vikings. One o'clock. Keep that in mind. Oh, well. Mm, this is Mike White playing. This is actually going to be a fun game, but. Based off the fact that it's at noon and at home, I'm going with the Vikings. Okay, I like that pick too. I think, oh man, ah, you're. I think it's crazy. It's kind of like um, the Colt McCoy thing. I feel like one Mike, Mike, one Mike White masterclass, and then you're you're due for coming back down to earth. Like, you're just due for it, exactly. which is sad. I kind of wish it wasn't like that. So I I might be pulling for the Jets. 
um, this week. And just in hopes of Mike White continuation of success. But, uh, yeah, I agree with the pick, though. Um, your next game is Washington at the New York Football Giants. Oh, this is a this is an interesting game, but and I want to pick the Giants just because it's in the Meadowlands, but the Commanders are coming on strong. They're hot. Brian Robinson's playing like a beast. Taylor Heineke's playing like a beast. The the defensive line is finally playing good in the Giants. It just seems like everything's kind of falling apart for them. So this is this is the first road road team I think I'm picking. Well, the Bills, but uh, yeah, it's the Commanders. Commies, yeah. they moved eight and five. This might be a really big defensive affair. Both sides. I don't know if a whole lot of points are going to be scored. I don't know what to expect. I thought points were going to be scored last week with that game. Commanders and Falcons in the final was 19 to 13. You know, I did just think of a stat, though, and this that is really, really making me going against this. Daniel Jones Uh-oh. historically is really, really good against the Washington franchise. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think he's I remember like yet. when he first started off, he was like 1-20 against everyone else, but he was like 4-0 against, against the Washington franchise. So, And it is at home. But you know, I'm, I'm, no, you know what? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sticking with my take. The it Giants are... Guns? I'm sticking to my take that the Giants are falling off. I'm going against the grain here. Commanders, I think they, they break the trend. Although just the ineptitude, I think Pat McAfee described it just perfect when he said this. The ineptitude of their franchise is so incredibly wild. The fact that the Sean Taylor thing that happened last week, that statue, it was literally just a mannequin in, in a 21 jersey. It was incredible. It was almost shockingly stupid. Yep. And he had, Two years he had soccer shoes on too. Two years in a row they messed that yeah. up. Last year they allowed Jackson Mahomes to dance on his grave pretty much. And this year they had a oh mannequin from the Under Armour store. So, um, all right, your next <laughs> just game. Him, just give him his due diligence already. My Denver Lord. at Baltimore. Gross Baltimore. game. Gross game, really. You know, the, the funny part is, you said Denver, and whoever you said next, unless it was the Texans, I was going to pick them. So you could have said any <laughs> other team there, and I'd pick them over Denver right now. Um, Cleveland at Houston. In the return. Uh, this is Cleveland. Of Groper. Yeah. <laughs> Groper Cleveland. Um, I... Yeah, This is actually a big revenge week. This is a I huge might... revenge week, and this is – I might veto – Go ahead. I might veto. Wow. Out of respect. Right. You're going to veto the Texans? I, this might be pure let out your hatred for Groper Cleveland. And go get a win him, for the H-Town. I don't, I don't know if it's the same situation as Russell Wilson. I don't think the locker room hates him. Like, yeah, they think he's weird, but – and this, well, this also is like isn't locker like immediately after he's he didn't play last year, so a lot of those guys on the team didn't even play with him. I feel like because they there's been a lot of change in that that team for the, in the last two years. So 
a lot of those guys didn't even play with him. This is a revenge game, though. And th- this is a huge revenge week. There's a few matchups this week where it's like, oh, yeah, that's revenge. And this is definitely one of them. Ah, okay. Well, now that I'm coming back down to earth, I don't really want to veto it because it's a bad on paper. <laughs> yeah. On paper, that's a bad veto. But there's. Yeah, I mean, my veto with the Panthers last week was bad. But if you veto with the Texans, that's even worse. <laughs> I mean, it's just. There's just. I mean, in the preseason, he threw like five passes, and they were like all incomplete. Or there was he was like one and one for five. I feel like if I, I'll come back. We'll come back to it at the end. For right now, it's Cleveland. But like, I feel like if this is a missed non-veto, it it could be detrimental. Just because this is this is a big spot in NFL history. And oh, for sure. Can the H-Town can the H-Town take down the the fighting brownies uh and their predator at quarterback? Um yeah. It's a historical moment. Th- that is the fact that Cam just pronounced the four and seven Browns versus the one and nine and one Texans a huge moment in NFL history. That is a take. It is. It is a take. Sure. It is a take but it is it's also kind of valid. Like this is unprecedented. We, I mean, it's think about it. It's not like it's not like OJ Simpson ever played a football game again after his crime. It's not like Aaron Hernandez ever stepped back on the field <laughs> after his crime. Unprecedented waters, uncharted waters that we're that we're wading through right now. Deshaun Watson is stepping back on the field after what he did. Crazy times. So. In that case, it is NFL history. But next game, what you're saying is like this is setting a precedent for what's going to happen the next time a guy who uh, sexually assaults 27 women plays in the NFL and is returned. You know, this is the, this is the precedent game, is what you're saying. This is this. Or did that all I'm saying is this is uncharted water. <laughs> when we have seen guys, we have seen guys get kicked out of the lead for weed and not come back. He is coming back. This is like the ultimate comeback. No, that was a bad. <laughs> that was, that was bad wording, but the, it really is. It really is. I mean, he should probably be in prison and here we are. So <laughs> stamp it. The ultimate comeback, <laughs> the ultimate comeback in more ways than one. So um, did, wait, what happened after Big Ben came back though? What did he do in his return from his allegations? No, I think he just went back to the Super Bowl. So I don't know. Uh, that, but that's just not. The the that was not. That is not the same story. Way less people. Way more quiet, and the media just didn't eat that up like it ate this up. And that, like, that's just. That's those are all facts. I mean, the media has eaten this alive because this is a huge story. I mean, um, and it was. Oh yeah. And obviously, it quieted down, and the suspension, you know, was extended. Um, I mean, Big Ben. I don't even think he got suspended. I mean, but you're right. I mean, it was much of the same. Although I don't even know if those were settled in court. I think those might have just been settled outside of court. Um, all of these. I mean. 
another thing about obviously with Watson, now we're just getting into way too deep of water with Watson. I mean, there were some ladies <laughs> that were uh, accusing Watson. I don't even think they were requesting money. You know, they weren't even suing for money. Yeah. They were just suing strictly because of what he did. So, um, a little different. The fact that the Browns literally had the Browns literally had to. They're like Deshaun. You cannot get any massages unless they're team approved. Like they have to yep. babysit him with this now. It's just kind of, it's kind of funny. The, the guy who you just paid two hundred and thirty million dollars to be your quarterback, you have to babysit to make sure he doesn't get him tr- himself in trouble with massage ladies. So, um, <laughs> and you know, shout. You know, you got to give a little credit to Deshaun Watson. They had the, um, like the world fair for massages in Cleveland this year. So um, <laughs> no, way. Did, yes, they did. They had like the massage conference or something like that, where like all uh, the massages people, I guess they just went That's to Cleveland. Not I don't even know. This was like a few they months had- back. I don't, I don't know how you missed this. Like it was a big meme on the NFL Twitter world where uh, Cleveland was like hosting wow. like, downtown like this massage event it's too ironic so it is very ironic i cannot so, believe that um but he got through that Fall so gotta give him credit <laughs> he beat the he beat the massage fair allegations so <laughs> but not the regular massage allegations he did not beat those yeah well, some of them still, still struggling um 405 games seattle at the ramp at los angeles rams uh, Seattle. God, I, I hope that. Seattle wins. I mean, Jesus, I hate the Rams. <laughs> they're, they're so bad. Yeah. Although I'll, I do have something to bring up at the end of the show for Mizzou. All right. But uh, that kind of deals with that. But next game, Miami at San Francisco. Got to be the game. Revenge game, game, I think. Revenge game, too. Obviously, Mike McDaniel and... Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. all getting their revenge on San Francisco this week. So it's a very interesting, very, very interesting scenario. Where is it at? Is it at San Francisco? Yeah. 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 It's, gotta, it is. it's, it's the fighting Jimmy G's. Then. But it, I tell you what, this is the matchup of the century that Miami offense versus San Francisco defense. We're going to find out a lot about these two teams this week. I might. Veto off vibes due to the fact, Luke, Tua has not lost a game since he has been the starting quarterback for the full game this year. I'm not I it's too close. I'm not gonna veto you back, but so. I realize that, but it's the fighting Jimmy G's. God damn it. He's so handsome, too. I know. He just looks at me with those eyes, and I'm like, I have to pick him to win. God, they're off. Mike McDaniel, too. But Mike McDaniel. Yeah. He's so funny. He might be the Jimmy G stopper. America's coach. He might be the Jimmy G stopper. You know what? I'm changing my pick to the Dolphins. I don't don't care about Jimmy G. I'm I'm, I'm on I'm on the Mike McDaniel train, the revenge train. 
This will look bad if the fighting Jimmy G's win, but because he is like, I don't if care. he wins, pick. I mean, if he wins, I mean, it is just his handsomeness is going to be really messing with us after this game if they win. So, <laughs> but you have to ride. And also, um, unless you're Denver, fantastic but. jersey matchup too. Oh, beautiful! Especially at like Levi that. Stadium. Especially at Levi Stadium. That's just a beautiful city as it is. So, yeah, great, great mm-hmm. matchup. Um, next one, uh, AFC Championship game rematch, Kansas City at Cincinnati. I want the Chiefs. Mm. This is the fact that this you just said the, another game is the game of the week and not this. Great Wild. slate. You know, I I like the Chiefs because I do think they're the best team, but it is it is in Cincy. It's in the great state of Ohio. And I think the Bengals are cooking. Jamar Chase is going to play in this game. I get, it's no one's reported it yet, but I'm reporting it that Jamar Chase is going to play um, in some way, shape, or form. And I think that's going to be a huge boost to Cincinnati. And I don't know, Joe Joe Burrow may just he may own Mister Mister Patty. So I, I like I like the Bengals in this one. No. I'm vetoing. I can't. I Mahomes has been too good lately. Even after last week, they did not even play that good. But I'm I'm taking them. I'm sorry. And I think this is the last loss of the Bengals regular season. I think this is the last loss of the Chiefs regular season. I'm what if what would you do if I vetoed you back? I'm fine with it if you do, but I I don't Okay. I I really don't understand why we ever pick against Mahomes. It really never makes any sense. It, well, realistically, yes. It doesn't it doesn't make sense because if we go with the Bengals here and then Mahomes just wins, like what are we, what are we gonna do? But I think some guys just may and I don't know it is, it, it, if Jamar Chase is really going to play. There's no way he doesn't. He was supposed to come back last week and didn't, and there's no way that they're playing the Chiefs. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to sit out again. He's he's going to come back. It's going to be like an Aaron Rodgers moment, like try to bench me. <laughs> I hope he does. You know. I have him on my fantasy. I'll start yeah, him too. if he does play. Me too. I th- expect this game to be like Jamar Chase. He's going to be a game time decision, and he'll probably like they'll be like, yeah, he'll play, but on a limited time, like he'll have limited reps, and then he'll still end up going for like eight receptions, ninety, hundred yards, and two touchdowns, and he'll make a huge impact. And they'll be like, oh, the Jamar Chase effect, and the Bengals win. I can see the headline already. That's why I'm vetoing your veto with the Bengals. I'm very okay. confident in this one. I guess it's Bengals. The Bengals are hot, and they need wins. All right, next one, L.A. Chargers at uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, this one's weird. Raiders are hot. This isn't weird. Yeah, and the Chargers, you never know what's going to happen. But they did win um, on the road last week. Yeah, that was a hard fought. How does the Chargers run defense? Both teams had hard fought road wins last week. 
How is the Chargers run defense? Is it good? Chargers. Um, I mean it's it's pretty mid. I think it. I'm pretty sure it actually is like middle of the pack. Let's take a look. Mm-hmm. It makes it harder. You know what? I I'll, I'll take the I'll take the Chargers in a very fun game. Very fun, high scoring affair. High scoring affair, huh? Oh, yes. Yikes! They give up. They actually have. They have the twenty eighth worst rush defense. Oh, so they're like bottom five. Yeah, they give up 150 rush yards a game. Okay, well then that actually changes my pick. Because <laughs> Josh Jacobs and that Raiders offensive line is just going to go ham on them. So, yeah, I'm I'm switching right. to the Raiders now. Okay. Yes. Oh, man, I don't know about that. If they're that bad, that could be an ugly one on Sunday or just like, why the hell did we pick the Raiders? But we'll see. <laughs> I just gave you my analysis why. Josh Jacobs, Raiders offensive line, Chargers bottom five rush defense. Simple. It's analytics. Fun. Fun. Yeah. Here's another analytic for you, Luke. Josh Jacobs, three-star. Had to sleep in his car at times during his high school experience. Three star. Three offers out of high school. Can you can you name them? No. I have Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. Okay. Tulsa, because he's from Tulsa. Mizzou. How about that? Oh. Mizzou could have had Josh Jacobs. Yeah, only but only three offers. It's hard to compete with Alabama. Yeah, but he was only a three star. They're like, you're not going to play. And he's Josh Jacobs is still like, okay. And eventually, he just played down the stretch during his senior year. So, um, so yeah. it's Vegas and Indianapolis oh, at Dallas. Indianapolis. At, oh, this is a Sunday. This is an ugly Sunday night game, and this is Dallas. Thank God. I can't wait to see Mike McCarthy. Uh, New Orleans at Tampa. To see Monday. <laughs> oh, God. No. Please. Is that the Monday night game? It is. Can we get a. Can we please get a Jameis return to Tampa? I have to. In the name you're telling me I have to watch Andy Dalton in prime time in a standalone game? Does I'm Dennis Allen you. care about the mental health of America? Does he know that America actually has a huge mental health problem right now? Because you know what? I'm calling out Dennis Allen right now. Dennis Allen, if you support men's mental health, then do not start Andy Dalton on Monday Night Football against the Buccaneers. Because you will cause an outrage. And for that very reason, it's Tampa. I don't care where the game's at. If Andy Dalton's playing, it's it's the Tampa Bay fucking years. Solid pick. I agree with that one, especially since they're at home and the Saints suck. They just suck. So, um, yeah, that's the Good. picks. I, I never, I've never liked the Saints. So. I like them if Jameis is playing. If not, then I, I, I don't like them. 
Although I do like James on the taglines. I like the fans. So. All right. So (sighs) that's going to wrap up a long, a long show this week. Um, Hopefully we have a good week of picks and just a good week in general. You know, it's, it's the holiday season. That could have been my stardom as Christmas um, because it's December now. That's wild for one, the holiday season. So everything's positive and, and cold. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what to say. That's that's the end of the show. You said you were going to have some stuff to wrap up the show, though. So Yeah, I had one question like about Mizzou. Hi- hypothetical to ask you. You were talking about the Rams. I was talking about how much I hate the Rams because I was thinking of Stan Kroenke. Um, Luke, in case you didn't know, Stan Kroenke is a proud University of Missouri alumni, um, if you did not know that. So, and Stan Kroenke has some dollars in his pocket. Would you forgive Stan Kroenke a little bit if he forked out some money to pay for Dominic Lovett to stay at the zoo? No. I, it would be appreciated. I, I would appreciate that, that, uh, that effort that he would give. I'll, I don't think he's going to do it because I don't think he – really cares about the people in Missouri anymore, but if he forks out enough money, enough NIL money for recruits across the nation to come to Mizzou and Mizzou makes a college football playoff, largely in part to Stan Kroenke's NIL money, then maybe I'll forgive him. But until that happens... I think I can get up to 50% forgiveness via NIL. Yes. Yeah. I. I don't know if I. You can't ever fully forgive him. No. For what he did. I. Not it's just, for what he did. It's permanent. Just stain on the heart. So it still hurts. Um, but I still wish yeah. every single week during the NFL season that we had a St. Louis team in the NFL. I do it every single week. So just a fun hypothetical so, yeah. so thought. Saw it on Twitter. Yeah, to, to to answer your question, if he would do that in Dominic, I would appreciate it because I, I like Dominic <coughs> Lovett and he's a very good player, and it would be appreciated. But no, I I wouldn't even forgive an ounce of what he did. Uh, he'd have to do, he'd have to do leaps and bounds above just that. So, if if Mizzou wins a national championship in large part due to Stan Kroenke, then then part of his dues are forgiven. But if and only if so. That's all I have I to agree. say about that. All right. Well, that's our show. So, uh, yeah. Hope you had a no good simulator this week. weekend. It's yeah, no simulator. Uh, but conference championship week for college football. So uh, enjoy that. I'm excited for that. Um, but, yeah. So have a good football weekend. And I'll see you guys later. Also, the USA Advanced. I uh I I almost put that on my my stardom was Christian Pulisic, but college football playoff just made too much sense. So, but Christian Pulisic, what a dog! Yep, thank you for sacrificing uh, just your penile for the great <laughs> for, country, for your country. So, people are saying yeah. he's a greater hero than the troops. So uh, that's for sure. The, the yeah, we're, are, I'm not saying that. I'm heroes. not saying that. I, I, I never said it either. I just said people are saying. Um, but yeah, it's they got 
what is it? The Netherlands at 9 a.m. Central Time um, in Qatar on Saturday morning. So yep. Start tune in to watch day. the United States lose. Start your football <laughs> board. Good old soccer. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my pick is we lose. I think my prediction, I'll say uh, two to nothing. Damn, that's going to hurt. Netherlands just they 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 do a good job of scoring goals in the United So if States, we win, we in the Elite Eight, right? Yes, and we would uh, the play the winner. Eight. We'd play Argentina if if we beat the Netherlands. Uh, the winner of Argentina and I forget the other team. We can beat but Argentina. Mexico beat the Lionel Messi. Day. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's gonna be played in the states coming up. So. Yeah. Mexico Mexico did not beat them, by the way. That was Saudi Arabia. Oh, who may have rigged yeah, it, by the way. I, I don't want to say that, but could very watch out for it. your head. So yeah, it's the winner of Argent winner of Argentina and Australia. Okay. And then if we somehow miraculously beat the Netherlands and Argentina, we'd be in the semifinals. But at this point it's a win for USA soccer, qualifying for the knockout stage. Something we haven't done in a long time, so I, I'm now a huge soccer fan. Yeah, World Cup. USA's number one fan, baby. Yeah, World Cup, of course. And, yeah, that's our show. So everyone tune in to those important dates. And hope you all enjoyed a very long show. So thank you for listening to it all if you're still listening, of course. We'll see you next week.